Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome to Chronicles of Kriath. My name's Emma, and I will be your DM today, and every day that this wonderful campaign exists, this is the second of four prequel sessions that will let us introduce you to our party before they all meet. And so, without further ado, I will pass the mic on to Gia so that she can introduce herself and her wonderful lady Chatwin. Hi. Um, <laughs> so I am Gia Grace, which uh, is a pseudonym, by the way. I just want to make that clear. Um, <laughs> and I am playing the uh, lovely uh, Chatwin Darcy, who is a reborn sorcerer. I'm, I, I worked on her for a very long time. A previous game fell through and I was able to revamp her for this game. And that is incredibly exciting to me because I'm a big fan of this character build, personally. Oh, yeah. And she is definitely an interesting character, which you guys will see momentarily. Throw you some (laughs) curveballs. Oh, yeah. But without further ado, let's dive right in. So, Miss Chatwin, after running away from home, the Andrus Isle. You've spent the past few days traveling who knows where, arguing with the wonderful Santhavik, and checking items off of your bucket list, so to speak. This has brought you to the tiny fishing village of Kloster, which is where you wake up this lovely morning. You are in A very tiny little bed and breakfast called Where the Ladies Lie. I make sure I got my notebook ready. (laughs) Yes, so many names I'm throwing at you, I just realized. I write fast, don't worry. (laughs) Awesome. And as the light sort of streams in from the curtains, you hear a voice in the back of your head go, Chatvin, it's dawn. Are we getting up yet? I mean, we could. It's unless you have an idea on where we're actually. uh, There's really no plan on where we're going. We're not really on a timetable here, so I I I don't understand why you're always so eager to get going on first light. We're not we're not on a sort of. There's no time restraints. Well, I'm sorry I have my own agenda, but from what I remember. We're out of money, so mm. today of all days, you need to go find us a job so that we can have more money, so that we can travel wherever the fuck you want to go. Unless you want to be a poor beggar, but that's your choice. Right. I thought that selling off that horse from grandfather's stables would last us a bit longer, but, you know, at least on the bright side, we don't have to worry about rations or anything. It's mostly just finding a safe place to uh, shack up for the night. Yes, I suppose that's true. We're on the coast, right? So we're like, because I left um, Andrew's Isle and basically right on sort of along the coast because we're in a fishing village. Yes. So you would have made it, looking at the map at least, you would have gone straight across to the Howling Dunes and the south. So you're kind of at the the part where the desert ends. Mm-hmm. And sort of the grasslands begin. Right, right, right. Okay. I uh, I go ahead and I I, I I sit up. I kind of 
my hair's always a kind of like a curly poof mess in my face. So I just kind of put it out of my line of sight and I don't really do anything with it because there's no point. I dig in my bag and I'm going to take out my little notebook where I keep um, my little bucket list because I know that if I if we travel south, we could get to Sparkling Grove and you know I want to walk through there. I, I want to try to at least. It's maybe 10 down the list, walk a straight line through the sparkling grove. So I think personally that that's where we should go. We should start heading south to try and reach the sparkling grove. I mean, yes, I'll I'll look around town and try to see if there's any job or something I can do. But I I think that's our next um, destination. Fair enough. A a plan is good. Plan is good. Plans are always good. So... I would argue we're not making the right plans, but... I'm making the right plans. You are the one that makes um, very, very dark plans. So. Well, I can't exactly plan to get out of your body if I don't have access to books. Mm-hmm. Well, next um, big town that we hit, I'm planning on going to the library anyways. So there's some topics that I need to research. You, If you need anything that you need researched, let me know and I will try to find those books as well. Very well. So you have just as much access to my mind as I do to yours. Don't forget that. Yes, I don't forget it. Every single time I close my eyes, I see horrible, horrible things behind my eyelids. So yes, I cannot forget that easily. You should be happy to share my memories, child. (laughs) I'm absolutely not. It's terrible. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a fucking horror show every single day. Um, But yes, I'm going to uh, get all my stuff together. I know before I went down for the evening the previous night, if there were any mirrors in the room, I definitely either turned them around or covered them up with some sort of cloth or something that I could. If there's any reflective surface, I've already done that. So as I'm leaving, I'm just going to put everything back the way it was. So whoever comes in next does not think I'm a freak. So I put everything back the way it was and keep my eyes down so I don't catch my reflection in my line of sight as I leave and very quickly scamper my way out. Alrighty. There would have been, like, one big mirror, like, on the dresser that you would have immediately covered with one of the extra blankets that they left in, like, the corner. But aside from that, there's not much for you to really do as you step out of this little inn. And the the nice old lady that runs it kind of greets you as you walk out and just goes, Come again, dearie! Uh, 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 thank you, thank you. It was, um, it, it, it was very nice, um... Uh, might I ask, do you know of any, um, I left, um, my previous residence a bit, um, last minute. I was not expecting to leave the way I did. So I left short of funds. Do you know of any, um, anyone looking for a bit of simple work done, some sort of way I can just get a little bit of money for the road before I head out? Oh, of course, dearie. The best way for you to get any sort of money, they have a job board in the um, the Crab's Claw, which is right up the street. It's the tavern. Plenty of people from around here post if they need help with farm work or fishing, which is usually the kind of stuff we get around here. So if you're looking for work, that's probably the best place to start. Right, right. Of course. Um, uh, th- thank you again. I will go uh, check that out. Um, 
have have a, have, a, have a lovely day, and I'm going to. Of course, you as well. Shuffle my way out. <laughs> and as you shuffle out, she goes back to like sweeping the floor, making sure it's all nice for like whatever customers are going to come in later. And yeah, you head out into the early morning. It is quite literally just past dawn as uh, you and Santa have spent a little time talking, but not nearly enough for the sun to fully rise. So there's sort of this like yellowish red glow. Also, I don't really have to rest for that long either. So I stayed up pretty late and then I only rested for a few hours. So reborn stuff. <laughs> right. Just reborn things. <laughs> um, I just kind of, I walk kind of with my head down a little bit because most people have a very visceral rea- reaction uh, looking into my face. So I just kind of, I'm to the extreme trying to mind my business and make sure that nobody really notices me as I try to make my way over to the tavern to find that job board. <laughs> Except I don't think I know where it is. All right. (laughs) I'll wonder. I'll wonder. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, you follow the old lady's directions up the street. And it's very hard to miss this ramshackle little tavern as it literally has a giant crab's claw sticking out from where like a sign would be just to signify like where this tavern is. And you can't really tell if it's taxidermied or a sculpture, but either way, it's incredibly impressive the size of this crab's claw. And you duck through the wooden door, and it creaks very heavily as you walk in, and you see a lot of hungover eyes sort of drift up to you. Most of the people that are there right now are the people who have either like been there partying all night or are depressed enough to drink through the night and fell asleep <laughs> at their tables and are now extremely hungover. Right. Everyone here came in at like 8pm last night. <laughs> I'm yes. the only one entering the tavern for the first time at like 5am. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the bartender, clearly very sleep deprived, gives you like a quiet nod and then goes back to cleaning glasses. Not even really taking any time to look at you okay job board (laughs) you look around and it would be sort of in the back corner which is really embarrassing because that means you have to walk through the entirety of the establishment with all these eyes already on you which is bad enough it's like walking into the auditorium for like school assembly but you're kind of late and everyone turns around to look at you and you have to do like but you're like you're sitting in the front row and you have to walk all the way up. Yup. <laughs> Chatwin um despises this. <laughs> okay, I'll, I just I very quickly once again head down going quickly uh scamper on over. You scamper on over and you look and most of what was available has already been taken, but there's still two like little pieces of like poster paper up. The first is in sort of like this giant scrawled hand handwriting looking for sailors. Oof. And it describes that the captain of a small merchant vessel, the armorer, is looking for a crew to stay on to to stay on for his journey to Escargo Island with one stop in Rockford, which you know is a small town, like port town, 
uh, adjacent to the sparkling grove. <laughs> it says that meals are provided and 10 gold will be paid at the end of the voyage or half that if you only stay on for half the journey. The second is also a traveling gig, which is probably why it hasn't garnered as much interest. It is a local shepherd asking for assistance in protecting her flock from potential threats as they migrate south towards the sparkling grove for the shearing season. This one also provides 10 gold upon safe arrival, and they're also going to Rockford, which is where she sells her wool. I give a very quick look around to make sure nobody's standing in my direct vicinity, and I'm going to talk very quietly to address Sandovec. I don't need anyone here. Me talking to myself. <laughs> Fair enough. So, there are advantages and disadvantages for both. Animals don't tend to agree with me. I think they can sense something. Uh, every time we pass by cats or something, they you know you know you know the reaction. It's it's very uh, so. Yes, they hiss and run away like they've just seen the devil. I know. And on the, on the other hand, I am I'm very good with um I know my way around ships. I'm very um very good deckhand, but um I I, I don't think I I had a hard enough time crossing from the isle to the coast here. I don't want I I I don't want to be back on water again. Yes, because you're afraid you might drown again. <laughs> Walking through the landscape sounds easier to me, but I do. spending one-on-one time with uh, the shepherds who, if, if if she notices the way that uh, her animals react to me, it could raise questions and I don't need any weird looks being cast my way. Chatvin, you already deal with weird looks on a regular basis. Hmm. Everyone can tell you're not normal. But this is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, the circumstances on which I became not normal and the entire... I I think everything about my existence is a bad thing, personally. I'm an abomination to um, all living things. But we've already had this conversation many times. Yes, because I think you're fucking stupid and you need to stop placing so much horrible, horrible thoughts on yourself. But that is besides the point. Right. You cover all the horrible thoughts for me. You already put them there. I don't need to add more to that. <laughs> I mean, I gave you thoughts that I hoped you would enjoy, such as murdering the horrible people that caused you to be uh, this we way, don't but... need. We don't need to go back on the subject. <laughs> I lower my voice again. I think... Um, if anything goes bad, I would prefer to be with one person and a bunch of animals who can't really, who don't really have coherent thought processes, than I would an entire crew of people stuck in the middle of the ocean with no way to escape because we're surrounded by water. This is fair. Right. Worst worst case, I can always just run off into the grasslands and just kind of hang out in in the fields for for a week or two. Or if a sheep looks at you wrong, we can always pretend that it ran away and take care of it. 
Why why would why would a sheep look at me wrong? Are the sheep going to be judging me now too? Or are they going to be are they going to have wandering staring eyes too? Do I have to worry about animals? Don't put this on me. You're the one that said that animals have a weird reaction to you. I'm just Because because they do, but they have a weird reaction, like they hiss and run away. Not that not like they look and whisper and go like, Oh, look at that right there. Not like not like people reactions, like animal reactions. <laughs> I mean, animals still technically have people reactions. You just can't understand them. But besides the point, besides the point. Um, have animals been judging me this entire time? Every every time I walk down the streets, do like horses look at me and go like, that's weird. Do you like, do you understand them? And do have I just been missing an entire category of people to look out for? I thought they didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> you can't just tell me these things. You know how my mind runs away with them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did not mean to frighten you. Let's just ignore the animals. Let's just go find the shepherd. Okay. Oh, I'm going to be thinking about this for the next three days. Okay. I'm going to <laughs> quickly take the paper and leave the tavern as quickly as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and you see as you leave there there are in fact like a couple people that were sitting at like the it looks to be a husband and wife but you can't entirely tell because they both look too hungover to really like give away what their relationship actually is but they're definitely both staring at you because they heard you talking to yourself <laughs> <laughs> I'll quickly take out my little map and just put an X through this town as one of the places that I can't come back to <laughs> <laughs> I'm slowly making my way east and each town I pass through I will leave a red streak across it <laughs> <laughs> amazing but yeah you go ahead and cut across town to where the more what can for better or worse be described as the farming district there's not really much there as this is still while it's sort of out of the desert it's still a very barren kind of area hmm. there's not there's grasslands which means that grazing livestock can be raised but it's not the best environment for them so most farmers try to move further south where everything's greener and you find the woman listed on the advertisement her name is mabel and she's this very thin kind looking woman in her Late 30s, early 40s, maybe. She wears one of those, like, head wraps to keep all of her hair out of her face so she can better keep an eye on her flock. And carries, like, a wooden staff with her. And she goes, oh, you must be, um, are you here about the uh, yes, shepherding position? Uh, uh, here's the paper. I took it. I brought it uh, with me in case my presence would be an explanation. Hi, I'm uh, Chatwin Darcy. Oh, um, Mabel Garner, nice to meet you. Hi. Um, uh, yes, I was going to um, uh, make my way uh, south towards the Sparkling Grove anyways, and I needed a way to get a bit of um, funds before I continued past that. So I figured this was uh, beneficial for both parties. Of course, of course, yes. Um, that would be great because I actually wanted to leave like three days ago, but apparently no one wants to travel anymore. I guess they're too worried about the wolves, but I'm sure we'll be fine. Right, right, yes, of course. I don't really have any reason to linger around here much longer. It's um, 
essentially whenever you you want to leave i'm ready to go oh wonderful um i actually have my bag all packed let me just double check the rations to make sure that nothing's gone bad um do you have all your own food your own supplies everything mm -hmm. do you need anything uh no i carry i'll pat my uh satchel at my side i everything i need i carry with me i'm very uh mobile <laughs> wonderful all right and she says like i'll be just a moment and sort of turns around and goes back into this little like the best way to describe it is a shack she obviously doesn't make that much money doing what she does but she tries her best can I try to pet a sheep while she's busy? <laughs> I just, yes. I'm going to approach very, very slowly. I really want to pet a sheep. I want to redeem myself <laughs> in their eyes. <laughs> oh, go and make me an animal handling check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My wisdom is not good. <laughs> it's animal handling. Oh, plus zero. Okay, okay. <laughs> Ooh, 14! <laughs> Yay! Yeah, this sheep kind of just stares at you as you approach it. Hey, little Baba. I'm going to pet you. I'm not mean. And it just kind of goes... <laughs> I'm going to pet you very gently. I'm very nice. Uh, please don't run away. And as you run your hand along the soft wool... Of the sheep. Is that what you call it while it's still on the sheep? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. These are, these are weird thoughts that we have at night while we play D&D. It's fine. They're <laughs> But as you run your hand along the soft coat, it just kind of stands there, bug eyes kind of staring at you. Hello. <laughs> and Santhavec kind of chimes in in the back of your head and goes, this is... Going much better than you expected, it seems. This is the greatest day I've had in a very, very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're sitting there petting the sheep, Mabel comes back out uh, with her own sort of satchel, like, slung over. She actually has more of a backpack um, slung over both her shoulders. And she goes, oh, good, you met Delilah. She's the, um, she's the oldest mum of the group. It's, she's a wonderful girl. She's radiant. She's I, I I love her. I would I, I I love her so much. Well, good. I I, I miss animals. <laughs> Anyways, I, I'll quickly take my hand away because this is I'm going to talk myself into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna look at you and say, "Did you have a lot of them growing up? Animals? Uh, there were a lot of um, there were a lot of animals, um, mostly horses and things. Um, but I uh, I haven't had a pet in a while." <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I always loved horses, but my family could never really afford them. We had a plow horse when I was growing up, but he um, he got sick when he got older, so he's not around anymore. Most of the most of the few crops I plant, I do by hand now. But um, hmm. before I talk your ear off, we should probably get on the road, shouldn't we? Right, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll quickly just fall in step with her, just kind of follow her lead uh, and try to be in the back of my head I'm just going be normal be normal be normal be normal <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sweating profusely <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I'm not I don't have body heat 
good because Santhavek was about to complain about the stench of your body odor. <laughs> but when you don't have normal bodily functions, you don't have to worry about sweating. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> anyway, you guys travel with no trouble for basically the entire day. Mabel is a very respectful travel companion. She kind of pays attention to when you feel like talking, when you don't feel like talking. And she does try to ask you some questions about like where you grew up and like what your life was like, but Mm. doesn't really press too much if you don't seem very enthusiastic about the topic. I ride the buzz of being able to pet that sheep for the next six hours. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> just just in the back of my head, there's the constant, just every like 30 minutes I go like, can you believe that I actually, I like it let me pet it and everything. It was so soft. It didn't try to kick or run away. It just looked at me. Can you like every, like just like a child ranting to their mother about a cool rock they saw. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and she lets you kind of rant, like realizing that you haven't been around sheep all that much. And kind of like... <laughs> At first she kind of plays it off with a joke and asks if you'd gotten kicked by a lot of horses when you were growing up. But uh... more recently... <laughs> <laughs> oh god amazing but yeah as the sun begins to set she kind of stops you and the sheep in like this field and says all right well um it looks like we should set up camp for the night we should get into rock for late tomorrow evening so we've got a bit of travel left to do yet but do you have a tent, a sleeping bag, everything? I probably should have asked before we left, but Oh no, no, it's fine. I I, I have everything with me. Um I I, I don't uh need a tent. I have a little bedroll I can set up, but unless it starts, you know, raining, I'll I'll probably be fine. Alright, well um I've got an extra if you need it. Um I don't know if it's supposed to rain. I my dad was always the one who could tell the weather, but he um, he never taught it to me, which is unfortunate because I'm the one who ended up um, taking on the family farm, not my brother. <laughs> right. I mean, we can we can if you have to, it, we might as well set it set both up now. I would rather set it up now than have it rain later and then have to set it up in the rain and already be soaked. So we we might as well. Right. Absolutely. And she'll pull out both the tents that she has in her bag and sort of help you set one up for yourself. And she'll set up hers while she's teaching you how to do it. And at the same time, you're very impressed by the way that this woman can multitask because at the same time, she's looking up at the sheep and is like running off to herd them back into place if, if like one of the little lambs tries to run away or anything. Just big old eyes as I watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely a very new experience for you. But she kind of looks at you after everything's set up and says, well, I usually, whenever I bring somebody along, I try to trade off watches for keeping an eye on the sheep so that we still both manage to get some sleep. Right, right, of course. There's always somebody to watch them. Right. I I really have no preference on whether I um, take a first or or a second watch. Um, Whatever you need me to do. 
All right, well, um, I'm used to staying up pretty late, so I can take the first shift if you want to um, get some sleep first. Right, right. Uh, no, that sounds that sounds good. Okay, uh, I'll crawl into my tent <laughs> kind of awkwardly. Every time we have ended a conversation, I have left it incredibly awkwardly because I don't know that. <laughs> I'm not uh, very. I'm not a smooth talker, <laughs> which is interesting for a sorcerer whose highest um, ability is charisma. <laughs> You'll fall into it eventually. I'm like adorably awkward. That's how we're gonna play the charisma angle. <laughs> there you go. But Santhavek definitely does give you a scolding. Like you'll really need to get better at talking to people chatvin not if i just live in a dark little hole for the rest of my life <laughs> i mean you can't expect to do that forever i thought i thought you wanted to escape the dark holes that we started in <laughs> <laughs> no no of course of course i meant like in my brain <laughs> it feels like i'm always in a dark hole <laughs> like oh someone help me <clears throat> i can always put less dark thoughts in if you would like I mean, you're going to what you're, you're going to do what you're going to do, and at this point, my brain will conjure up whatever horrors it wants to, and I can't stop it. And I've gotten used to that. So, you know, <laughs> several years of maddening isolation will do that to a person. <laughs> I'm going to just um, sit in my tent. Uh, I will write for a while, and before I you know, heads to uh, get, get some rest, just kind of recounting the events of the day, even if absolutely nothing happens. 90% of what I write is about the sheep, um, Delilah. <laughs> but when I do sleep, I, I'm going to um, burrito myself in the blanket that I have and um, pile all my stuff up at like the door of the tent um, when I go to sleep. Awesome. Yeah, you have a pretty, a surprisingly uneventful night. For the first time ever, Santhavec lets you relive your happy memories of petting the sheep in your dreams instead of imposing her own dark horrors on you. Hell yeah. <laughs> She'll try and force you to acknowledge her revenge fantasies another day. <laughs> As I expected. Soon enough, you're waking to Mabel's voice calling out uh chatwin right yes uh yes it's your shift dear okay I'll put my big coat on and move all my stuff away from the door so i can get out and stumble out very quickly <clears throat> right okay you can go ahead and rest i will i'll, I'll be here all right, perfect. Um, I just figured I should let you know that um, Timmy has been a little naughty tonight. He keeps trying to run away, so um, keep an eye on him. He's the only black lamb okay. in the group. Okay. I don't have many black sheep, so he's a precious one. I would like to keep him if possible. So Right, right, of course. Perfect. I will keep a close eye. Thank you very much. All right, I'll just be in there if you need anything. Yes, uh, sleep well. Thank you. And you see her almost like, you can tell that she's not a very trusting person because she seems very hesitant to go to sleep. But finally, she does force herself into her tent. And it seems like she's settled down for the night. And you are left with a flock of 30 to 40 sheep. 
Oh. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of responsibility here on my shoulders right now. Do I see Timmy? Yes, you do see Timmy. He is laying gently against his, what you assume to be his mother. I will kind of linger by Timmy, not crowding him because I don't want to spook him and run away, but just kind of linger. I just kind of stare at him for a long time. <laughs> Maybe like an <laughs> uncomfortable amount of time. You and I are uh, very similar, Timothy. <laughs> uh, I'm saying that's like, um, you know, how you are a sheep, but you have like black wool. So it's like the metaphor of being the black sheep in the herd. Um, because you, you are a literal black sheep. I am a metaphorical black sheep. Why am I explaining myself to you? Because you don't have anyone else to talk to on a regular basis. No, keep talking. I was enjoying your conversation with the sheep. Please. Right. I don't think he's listening. Probably not. He looks like he's asleep. How do people... You have vast knowledge from previous lives. Do people herd sheep by just walking? You walk in circles around them and you you just make sure none of them run away, right? Yes, this is the most simple way. Usually people have sheep dogs that keep them in line. But as you do not have this, the best way would be if any of them try to run away, maybe wave your arms or use a stick. I'm going to find a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Make me an investigation check to try and find Fuck a yeah. stick. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. D&D, where's that fucking stick? I want to find me a sweet-ass stick. (laughs) Ooh, 13 plus 6. 19. Yeah, you managed to find a pretty sizable stick um, where a branch fell off of, like, a lone tree next to this field. And you wield your new sheep herding stick. I hit some grass with it. You know how when you swing a stick through grass and it makes a whooshing sound? I do that a couple times. And mm-hmm. before I kind of like, okay, it's a good stick. <laughs> yes, this is very good stick. Now, please try not to scare the sheep. Oh, right. That's what we were doing. <laughs> I will sit and watch. All right. Go ahead and make me a perception check. Okay. Okay. I keep forgetting I'm really... <laughs> I am shitty wisdom, <laughs> and I'm 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 so used to playing all my uh, other characters that have like high perception. Uh, that's an eight for perception plus nothing. Oh no! <laughs> all right, I am specifically watching Timmy because <laughs> I'm real paranoid about him because she talked about him a lot, and my fear is losing something that someone else really likes. <laughs> so i'm just hyper focused on timmy and i'm way too hyper focused on timmy because i'm not looking around me (laughs) yeah definitely not and yeah so you watch specifically timmy until the wee hours of the morning and just as you're starting to see like a little light coming over the horizon you are startled by the screech of one of the sheep as you also hear like some growling and you turn to see Delilah being chased <gasps> by four wolves. Ah! I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. No, 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 no. 
Roll me initiative, please. Oh god! <laughs> no. God damn it. Um, so that is a three plus one. That's four for my initiative. Oh no. God damn it. I love these sheep. Yeah, so you're not really able to move super fast, and you watch as these wolves start. Uh, Delilah's running pretty fast for an older sheep, but you can see these wolves are gaining ground pretty quick. How far away are they? They're about 50 feet. Oh, God. Um, from the spot that you chose the spot closest to Timothy, and unfortunately, Delilah decided to be on the other side of the herd. So, <gasps> they're a pretty decent distance away, but yeah, they haven't quite caught up to her yet, but they're gaining ground pretty fast. Tis your turn. Oh shit, oh shit, oh okay. Oh, okay, I am going to. Fuck it. I'm going to cast um, Chromatic Orb on the wolf that is closest to Delilah. You said there's four of them, right? Yes, there's four of them. Okay, if there's one, like, obviously in the lead or something, or I'm going to hit the one that's, like, on her heels. Alright. Yeah, there is definitely one much closer to catching her than the other three. Okay, okay, great. Okay, ooh. Ooh, that is 16 plus 6, 22. That hits. Fuck yeah. Ooh, I need another D8. I need more D8s. 3D8, wow. Yeah. Ooh, not bad, not bad, not bad. Okay. So that is whew, 18. Um, I'm going to do poison damage. Just the small parts of um, the skin are peeking through, like the neck and a bit of the chest. And the, you see like the veins right underneath the skin, like start going like almost rainbow chromatic multicolored. And the chromatic orb just... <gasps> as I throw it at the first wolf and it just kind of like once it hits the wolf's fur it just kind of explodes and like grabs around the wolf's body and then like squelches into it for like the poison damage and it is 18 total all right yeah and you watch as this orb sort of wraps itself around this wolf the rainbow energy kind of fading to a green as it touches the fur to sort of emulate the um, poison damage that you're doing to it. And you watch as it sort of starts absorbing into the skin. And then all of a sudden, the wolf itself, almost as the green energy disappears, the wolf takes on this greenish hue and with one quick yelp just collapses into the dirt. Ha! Ah! <laughs> oh, I keep trying to catch up to Delilah. <laughs> okay. Um, fantastic. I don't think there's nothing I can really Yeah, I don't yeah. I'm just going to keep use my full movement to keep running towards the other three and Delilah. Yeah, I uh I don't have anything I can do with my bonus action, so that's what I'm gonna do. Alright, awesome. You run closer to Delilah and where these wolves are still chasing and they all kind of like pause and sniff their fallen friend like trying to figure out what the hell just happened to him <laughs> got fucking nuked 
Indeed he did. <laughs> but they stop and one of them like looks after the sheep as Delilah kind of circles away from them. But ultimately, as you come closer, all three of their eyes kind of land on you, assuming that you're the cause of this. And they start making their way towards you instead. So how much movement do you have? Uh, 30. Okay. Yeah. They're still going to send one of their, one of the wolves after Delilah, but the other two are going to start making their way towards you now. Mm -hmm. And the front one is going to be able to close the distance and is going to try and chomp down on your leg. Does a 19 hit. Uh, yes, it does. My AC is 11. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> the wolf does end up, like, chomping down on your calf. And does seven points of piercing damage. Okay. Fair, 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 fair. And the other one kind of hangs back a little, trying to see what what happens with his friend. Now it is your turn. Okay, okay. Um, so for my bonus action, first thing I'm going to do is um, I'm going to create my Ifriti's aura. The hair goes out like wind is blowing it and it kind of floats in the air like I'm underwater. And the eyes go like a bright, like churning, like opal rainbow light, which kind of lights up my entire face to the point where... It's like when you shine um, a flashlight under your hand and you can kind of see it shining through the flesh. That's kind of what it looks like on my face. And you can almost see the outline of bones and just bright light boof, 30 feet around me. And <laughs> just a, in a second, just become this terrifying glowing visage of rainbow lights. And after, with that bonus action, I'm going to um, look down at the wolf on my leg. And is the other one in front of me? Yes. Okay, great. I'm going to cast Burning Hands. <laughs> I need them both to make a deck saving throw. Wonderful. That's a... Uh, DC is 14. One passes with an 18, and the other rolled a natural one. So... A natural one on a saving throw is... Do I... Since it's a crit fail, do I do anything else with my damage, or is it just the normal 3d6? No, it's just the normal 3d6. Tight. Alright, so for the one that failed... Ooh! Ooh, darling. It is going to be 15 points of fire damage. Actually, since my free tease aura is active, let me double check. So it is 15 points of fire damage... Plus another four from my charisma modifier. So 19 points of fire damage total. And there's only one of them within five feet of me, right? The one that bit my leg? Yes. The other one is a couple feet behind it. Okay. So 19 damage total. 15 for the one that failed halved to seven or eight whichever you want to do but that extra four from my um ifriti's aura do you, is that halved as well or is that added on because that's a bonus i get whenever i do fire damage if that's a bonus that you get then that doesn't get halved like the saving throw would 
Okay, so 19 damage to one and like 11 to the other then. Okay. God, I should have given you more wolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the fire sort of erupts out of your... Yeah, the fire, like everything else, is just a multicolor of like kaleidoscope rainbow. It looks it looks beautiful and like otherworldly, and it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah. And these wolves are mesmerized by it for a moment, almost as if you're creating like a light show. Contrary to popular knowledge, dogs do fall fall for the laser pointer trick sometimes. And <laughs> this is very much like you creating this laser pointer trick for these wolves. And they're just like, ooh, shiny, until the flames erupt forward and start engulfing them. And then you just hear a chorus of yelps and cries as both of them are engulfed in this multicolor flame and it honestly consumes their fur and flesh in a very alarm at a very alarming pace even the one that didn't take as much damage the fire is very quickly eating away at it until all that's left really are bones <laughs> hell yeah and that is Okay, if I'm not, if the other two aren't, are they're totally down, I'm going to use my 30 feet of movement to continue to pursue the third one. Yes. And at this point, it's just a fucking, it's just this glowing, like, eldritch horror being sprinting across the <laughs> grasslands. There's all this rainbow light surrounding me. My hair is like, poof. <laughs> and they're just so smoking husks and the other one that turned into like a poison puddle left behind <laughs> like i'm eating these guys for breakfast <laughs> oh yeah yeah and you're able to actually get pretty close to this other wolf as delilah is like bleeding uh... out for you to help her but at this point the wolf does kind of catch up to her and latches onto like her hind with its teeth, and she cries out in pain. That bitch. But yeah, that is the wolf's turn, chomping down on Delilah. So, hmm. it is your turn now. There's no way I can get within, because here's my issue now. Since I have my Ifriti's aura active, if I get too close to Delilah, I'm going to automatically deal her damage. Okay. So, but now the wolf is on top of her. So, <laughs> that's my current issue that I'm grappling with. So, I am going to. Okay, yeah. I am going to um, cast infestation at the wolf. It's like, I stop. I'm going to stop. Like, how close can I get to it with my 30 feet of movement? You were already pretty close to begin with. If I can, I'd like to be 10 feet away from it. Okay. I'd say you started about 25 feet from them, so you'd very easily be able to move 10 feet away. Perfect. I just... <laughs> not that... Luckily, uh, Mabel isn't awake, because as I um, put a hand out to cast Infestation amongst the glowing eyes, you can see a thin spindly leg pokes out of the inner corner of one of my eyes and then another leg out of another eye 
Several more legs appear as spiders and centipedes begin to pull themselves out from behind my eyelids, crawl down my face and down my body and <laughs> over towards the wolf. I need it to make a constitution saving throw. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you were going crazy with the body horror girl, but... <laughs> Uh, I'm not holding back. <laughs> that is okay. I hope everyone who's listening to me describe the way Chatwin casts spells gets a little bit nauseous. That is my um, ultimate goal, is to make everyone a little bit sick when I describe things that happen to her. <laughs> Beautiful, because I hate spiders, so... <laughs> that is an 11. They're not like small spiders either. They like some big-ass spiders. Yeah, he fails. Yeah, that's a failure. Um, it is only 1d6 poison damage, which is going to be 5 points of damage, but it also has to move 5 feet in a random direction if if it can move. Yeah, so you see it as these um, centipedes and spiders start crawling towards this wolf and like start making their way into the fur. You hear it yelp out and immediately start scratching at various parts of the fur, almost as if it's trying and failing to keep up with all of these horrible, creepy crawlies that oh, have yeah. now they like, burrow. Buried. Yeah, they have now buried themselves into it, and he is clearly in a lot of pain and begins uh, scrambling off in whatever direction it can find, which happens to be the opposite direction of Delilah. Is that towards me? No, it is not, actually, because you're sort of to the left of both of them, and it's going straight back. It's okay, I'll catch it. <laughs> but yeah, as it comes to its turn, it's just gonna keep running that opposite direction. It's done with this shit. You've killed all of its friends. It's like, I'm hurting. I'm covered in spiders and centipedes. I'm getting out of here. I let it go to warn the others <laughs> no but I just uh, once I see it's it, if I see it's like fully leaving the area and doesn't want anything to do with us anymore I'll kind of like relax my shoulders a bit and slowly drop the um, aura so the light slowly it gets slowly starts to get darker as the light fades away uh, I'm just gonna check like do a quick turn around to see the rest of the sheep make sure everyone else is okay before I check on Delilah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you look and all the other sheep look fine. Terrified, but fine. And they've all kind of moved off towards um, Mabel's tent, almost knowing that she's like their mom and their protector. But you look at Delilah and aside from the small teeth marks, like there's definitely like a bit of blood leaking from those wounds but other than that she looks unharmed she's got a little bit of a limp is she is she recoiling from me now like if i if i try to pet her again not really she still stands like oh thank god still as a still as a stone but um she just like she's kind of shaking a little she looks very traumatized by the events that just happened and she just kind of looks up at you and just goes Brr. Hi, hi, hi. Okay, let's get you back to uh, 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 Mama Bear. Okay. I'm just kind of give her butt pats and kind of, you know, guide her back towards the rest of the herd, trying to avoid the um, wolf puddle and 
also the wolf charred remains that are just going to ignore this I'm just gonna leave it as they were there and I was like oh my eyes are kind of itchy I don't know why huh. <laughs> oh god and as you kind of guide her back over and Santhavek gives her typical closing comment of well you shouldn't have let that one go you should have just I would have loved to see how those bugs destroyed it and tore it to pieces and it was all it that. was running no it was running away we had no reason to chase after it it already it already bit the shit out of my leg i don't need it also bit the shit out of your favorite sheep that is not reason enough the sheep's fine i'm fine is it fine look at it it's shaking it's terrified she's just a little scared i give her another pat and as you give her another pat you hear chatwin hi and you see that Mabel is standing outside of her tent and like staring wide-eyed at you. And it's just like, I'm... There were wolves. I chased them off. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I saw that. And she kind of points over to the charred like wolf remains. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were in bed. <laughs> How the fuck did you do that? I just sort of did it. I I I I I I I'm 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 sorry. I I I I've always I've always been um sort of adept in arcane and things, but uh the way I look when I um have to cast magic is um a bit unsavory to uh people. People are typically uh, very scared. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that. Um you've got a little something and she kind of points towards like your right eye. Oh. <laughs> is there another one there yeah there's like a little spider like poking out it's kind of gross i'm gonna i just kind of go like oh sorry i'm i fully grab it and just pull it out of my eye and toss it into the grass and you see her kind of just blink a couple times like not entirely registering what just happened just like well that's news for me i never knew that you could do that so that's really cool Right, that's one way to put it. When I was younger, it was a lot nicer. The way I, it, I mean, uh, um, uh, the way I used to um, make magic happen. It, it used to be a lot nicer. But I guess with age, uh, <laughs> everything gets terrifying. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Anyway, I have some bandages and stuff that I can use to patch up poor Delilah. She'll be a little slower. But we should still be able to make it to Rockford by nightfall if we leave in the next hour or so. So do you want to help pack up camp and I'll take care of her? Right. Yes, I quickly go and start packing up camp immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like trying to fold everything really nicely and get it done quickly, but make it like nice and everything. Because <laughs> now I'm just like, oh, no, no, I really want her to like me again. <laughs> yeah. As you see she like very carefully tends to Delilah like wrapping the wound and like checking in and being like oh who's a good little sheep and like making sure that she's okay oh man poor Delilah I would die for her <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm emotionally attached to this sheep <laughs> and you're able to get through the rest of your day without too much going on and as rockford kind of comes into view uh over the horizon i think that's where we'll end our session for tonight hooray 
Uh, but thanks again for listening, everyone. Uh, be sure to follow us on all forms of social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All Chronicles of Kriath Pod, all one word. And hopefully you enjoyed our fun times with Chatwin and her sheep. Uh, we will see you next time for the wonderful Thealthus prequel. Bye! Bye! Bye!